these atoms and molecules are in us because in fact the universe is in us and we are not only figuratively the atomic but universe stardust. is stardust and stardust has sentience in you and me i'd like to stand here present some egghead scientific it's argument true. It's Schwarzenegger. This thing is addressing problems that don't exist. It's solutionism at its worst. You're the reason this species is a failure, and it makes me angry. Take control of your city. This is America! 2076 Podcast. Now connecting. And welcome back to the 276 Podcast, and I will be your uh, chauffeur today, uh, Sir Von Nick Cloud, uh, podcast. Um, it's, uh, you know, like, like the, uh, old Highlander stories. I've lived for tens of thousands of years, but if you, uh, chop off my head, you get all my possessions and access to my bank account. Um, and there's some electricity involved too. I don't know if you've ever seen that show. It's an old show. There's a movie. Anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm back in the future. Um, I wrote down a password, and I had to go back to the future uh, to get it. It was it was really important. All my uh, cryptocurrency bank accounts used one password, and I wrote it down and then left it. Uh, in my car in the future. So I'm back here uh, eating uh, an Arby's, which they still have in the future, by the way. Uh, so Arby's survives. Um, yeah, so I guess, uh, oh yeah, so let me tell you some things about the future that you might not know. Uh, well, for one, um, everybody in the future is a uh, is a uh, C corporation. Uh, so taxes are way, way more complicated than, uh, so if you guys were complaining back then, they've, they've only gotten a hundred times worse, but there, uh, there is no real, um, I guess corporations like the companies, because that's what people are called now in the future in 2076. Um, you know, they, it's, it's even like a pronoun, uh, that refers to you as a, as a corporation. Um, but the, uh, a for-profit entity is the politically correct term, but the uh, the actual say companies as they used to be called are uh, now essential. Uh, they're all uh, um, nation states, uh, roaming usually without a home. You know, sprawling across the planet wherever they can put down factories, hire people, and sell their product. Um, they all have personal private armies. They all have their own cryptocurrencies, their own, their own, uh, uh, flag emblem. Uh, they have their own satellites. They have their own, uh, fleet of, uh, drones, which they deploy, uh, with impunity. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that's a little bit of the utopian future you can look forward to. And, uh... Yeah, and that's why I can't tell you to, uh, you know, sort of bet or put any money into any particular thing because, um, 
because it, it is a fractal chaos in the future anyway, so. So, <clears throat> in an attempt to, uh, I don't know, keep the evolution of the show going, we will transition into a segment, a uh, rapidly forming segment, uh, where I answer questions that are totally not made up uh, from the giant influx of uh, communications I get from uh, you fine people uh, every day, all the time. And, uh, well, I guess for the purposes of um, this episode, I will be going back uh, 56 years into my inbox and seeing which, seeing, looking at some of these messages that were sent uh, in response to the last episode. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and start at the top here. Um, let's see, uh, question number one. Um, sir, uh... Nick Podcast, uh, Sir Von Nick Podcast, uh, which is amazing that they were able to uh, address me like that, since I only uh, picked that name for this one. But anyway, uh, do you have any cool stories from your medical days? Wow, that's what a what a prescient question, because I was uh, feeling like talking about that. Um, yes, I do. I have a lot of interesting stories, and... Uh, I will tell you one of them in another podcast. Oh, do you see what I did there? I left you dangling. Left you thirsting for more. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess I could tell one. Um, yeah, one time, you know, I, I, I'm, what I realize I'm really bad at is the formula for storytelling. Um, maybe it's the way my brain's wired. Um, I think I appreciate it if I hear it from somebody else, follow a formula for storytelling, but I don't know. We'll see how this goes. This whole thing is a, uh, is an experiment. So, um, basically one time I got the, uh, cops called on me, uh, while I was working in the hospital. I was a, I was a resident. Um, I was fairly young. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this before. I was... Super duper young. People used to make the uh, Doogie Hauser joke at me. Who, again, I don't even know if you know that reference. He was a was a show about a child doctor in the seventies. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I was like rail thin too because I hated my life. I wasn't eating, um, and then on top of it, I looked young because I was young, and uh, yeah. So anyway, one time uh, I got paged to, let's say, the second floor or whatever it was of this hospital I was working at, and, uh, and, uh, I, you know, you, you, your little, I don't know how they do it these days, but back then they, you actually wore a pager, and then you, you know, found a nearby phone, um, you know, there's these land phones all over the hospital, like landlines, and if you had a, uh, if you were on call, they gave you this, like, uh, wireless phone that operated, um, that was that was set up in inside the hospital and only worked inside the hospital, and they were really annoying because you had to keep charging them, and um, invariably the resident before you would forget to charge to charge them or whatever. So anyway, uh, so yeah, you, then you would call the number back, and uh, some nurse told me the uh, 
sheriff is waiting for you on the uh, second floor, um, you know, say, I don't know, let's say the West Wing or whatever it is, or um, there's West, Central, East, uh, the way this hospital is hacked up. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the good news is when you work as a resident, um, you work in 80 to, say, 110 hours a week, you enter this almost Buddha state of numbness. You know, you're just kind of a zombie and things are sort of happening around you and to you, but you sort of uh, really lose your sense of agency after a while. Um, I don't know. Or maybe that's always been my personality. I have no idea. I can't remember anymore. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, I went down or up or wherever I was. And uh, sure enough, there was a couple coppers. They were wearing the, the brown, the brown. I don't know if anybody's in um, law enforcement. They might be able to correct me, but um, but these these uh, popo, these police officials were wearing uh, the brown getup. So um, anyway, and uh, yeah, it turns out that the one of the patients had used her uh, phone in the room. It was this elderly patient, um, elderly woman, uh, to call the police on me to say I was trying to kill her. And, uh, yeah, that was fun. And, uh, anyway, I walked up and the cops immediately were like, don't worry about this. And, uh, which is, you know, a little strange when you think about it now. It's like, what if I had been? <laughs> they just immediately believed me. And I hadn't even said anything. They'd never even met me before. Anyway, um, yeah. And, uh, and the nurses were, uh, trying to soothe me. You know, like, oh, you know, don't worry. And I'm like, uh, um, you know, whatever. I just want to see what's going on. I'm not that worried. Well, not yet. Um, and uh, anyway, it turned out that the patient, uh, I, I, it's hard to remember all the details this many years later. But uh, but I, I she might have been one of these patients that had like late stage cancer and she had some metastases to her brain. And she even apologized to me. Um, she was just like, she had these fits of um, delusion. And she said that, uh, she actually was, uh, you know, had, uh, you know, had enough, um, what do you call it? Like clarity at this point. Um, so she was, she was actually snapping it out, uh, pretty, um, uh, distinctly, you know, where she could remember what had happened to her, what she felt and how crazy it, um, it seemed now. And so anyway, so she was just saying that, yeah, she, she just, she had this, uh, paranoia that her, everybody was out to get her, um, that they locked her in there in her room. And, uh, she said I was the only person she could remember at that point. So she had, um, reported on me when she called the police and told them that uh, people were trying to kill her. So that was fun. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that qualifies as a story. Like I said, the story structure isn't something I uh, I practice or maybe even understand. Uh, maybe I'm missing the uh, the brain lobe for storytelling. But um, yeah. So anyway, uh, if that qualifies a story, I have a, I have a million of those. 
but it's just, I guess, things that happen that sometimes other people find interesting. Anyway, uh, yeah, at some point I'll tell you about the, uh, uh, residency director I had. I, I really did not like him. I didn't get along with him. Um, yeah, it's kind of a theme of a lot of my, uh, <laughs> a lot of my, a lot of the processes I went through is, you know, me not getting along with people. So, um, let's not dwell on that. Let's, let's push forward. Uh, the next question on this, uh, email inbox I'm totally clicking through right now. Mm, spam, spam. Uh, oh, here, this is a good one. What do you think of, uh, of um, the uh, new uh, kernel uh, fund? It's mm, great. Is a car alarm going off? Uh, we get that sometimes in the future. Um, it was a uh, Ace Hardware drone strike on a, a competitor um, Home Depot uh, truck, but uh, you know everything's automated driving now, so no casualties. But it's a little annoying. Sorry about that. Um, anyway, um, well, oh yeah, that question. That was a great question. Good job. Uh, whoever asked that. Uh, the Colonel uh, group. In uh, <clears throat> I think they're located in Venice Beach, um, or Culver City or something. I don't know. Maybe they might have moved. Uh, they're in LA somewhere. Uh, it's this like project by this, um, self-funded by this uh, guy that sold a company, got like eight hundred million dollars, or I don't know what he. I don't know what he personally got. I assume he got like four hundred or two hundred or something. Anyway, he he poured like a hundred million dollars into this over the last several maybe four or five years, pivoting a million times. Like, you know, first they were going to do invasive uh, brain tech. He's he's basically, like, using his wealth to try to be a, another Elon Musk. Um, but it's it's been a bit of a disaster so far. But it's one of these things where if you pour enough, you know, <laughs> if you pour enough money into stuff, uh, eventually it can snowball even if you have no idea what you're doing. And there's no inspiration and there's, you know, it's just a disaster. I mean, to some extent, like Theranos was really close. You know, that's really the argument, which is crazy. Um, I, I, I remember seeing the Theranos stuff back just, just to back up my own credibility here. I saw it back in, uh, 2013, uh, when they put that article up and, uh, I thought it was, uh, horrendous that there was so much hype. Of course, you have no way to verify that. That was my opinion back then, but, um, but the reason is, uh, you know, because that was such an intersection of where I was. I, I have a medical background. I was getting a um, biomedical engineering uh, PhD, and I was like, oh yeah, this company's getting a lot of funding. So I looked into it. It was hard to find any information. I found all of her uh, talks, including her TED talk, and it was just bizarre how non-specific she was. Um, you know, she wouldn't even accidentally be specific in any way. And, uh, it just, I don't know, the whole thing was, uh, really, it was, I don't know, it seemed ridiculous to me. And, and it's one of those things at the time, you know, I seemed like the crazy person because everyone else was using her as an example. And anyway, uh, at least in, uh, San Francisco, which is where, um, I was for a bit. Anyway, um, so, 
kernel is this, uh, like I said, LA neurotechnology thing. Uh, so anyways, they, they pivoted. I think they might try to pivot to like neuroimaging for disease or something like that. And then, uh, anyways, in the latest one they've pivoted is they've, uh, they now have a non-invasive brain activity, um, imaging or sensors, uh, they use MEG, which is magnetic encephalography instead of electric, which is EEG. Um, so yeah, they use a, they use, they use this, M, this more portable MEG technology, which they didn't even develop. It's this company in Colorado developed a few years back and some of their labs have used it. So they've just kind of bought that tech. I know for a fact that they actually don't even have a working prototype yet. They, uh, they are, they're, they're claiming they, they're going to have a working prototype, uh, this year. But, um, in the meantime, they just bought like an older, um, laboratory grade MEG model and, and ran some, uh, really basic cognitive experiments. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm not very, uh, excited about their deal, but anyways, they, they just raised $53 million. And my opinion on the whole thing is it's driven the way everything in venture capital is driven these days, which is there is a oversupply of money, a glut of money, which, you know, you might be thinking, well, then, you know, why don't you, you know, that sounds like a good thing to get into, but, um, yeah, I don't know, maybe, uh, if you, I mean, if you, if you can pull it off, but basically the money is looking for good deals because there's really not that many, uh, good deals or, companies out there and a lot of times these uh, investors including ones I've worked with they uh, they just chase um, only things that somebody else has already invested in so there's very few people that like lead out and there's a bunch of people there that will invest if other people invest it's a it's a very it's a field crowded with lemmings and uh, yeah uh, so I, I, I suspect that you know, and a lot of times there's so many ones popping up these days. I mean, everyone is starting their own VC shop these days. Um, I, I know professors that have gotten into the VC game on the side, like they didn't even quit their main job. Uh, it's, it's, it is such a bubble and a glut up there that, uh, over there, wherever they are, that they, um, uh, in the Bay area that they, uh, um, they're really, um, I don't know, there's going to be some, some kind of effect eventually. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't think it'd be interesting enough to work there. Uh, their business model doesn't even make any sense. It's like people are going to pay to be able to use their equipment or something, uh, cause they can't even ship any, um, hardware. So... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's all very silly, and and I know I also know that the MEG tech is really finicky compared to the EEG, because you have to essentially pour a custom mold for your head, uh, because sensors have to be so close to your head and they can't move. Uh, that it doesn't really make that very um, you know, scalable or widespread either. Um, with at least EEG, you can uh, you can have these all-purpose um caps and stuff anyway uh yeah thanks for the question uh that's highly related to something i know uh, i appreciate those questions uh next question um 
is there any way you can do these podcasts when you're not eating or drinking um, all the time? Because uh, we really don't appreciate listening to you swallow and uh, gulp and slurp. Uh, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, good thing to be aware of. Um, I probably will forget it, but uh, I appreciate the input. And uh, if any of you want to send uh, input, um, commentary, insults, propositions for um, new uh, a new name for this podcast, uh, please do so at 276spam at gmail.com. That's 2076spam at gmail.com. That is a real email address. Um, I may regret my trolling nature in the future, but whatever. We'll go, f- we'll go with it for now. And uh, if you send something there, I probably will read it. Um, now, on to the next structured segment that is totally uh, planned ahead and not something I'm just thinking about on the spot uh, while I take a sip of my, uh, my iced tea. Yeah, so uh, let's do a uh, recommendation. Uh, so yeah, I guess I'd recommend uh, in terms of uh, books, games, movies. Um, well, I'll pick an easy one. I I would recommend. Uh, oh, I would recommend uh, The Witcher Three. You know, if you haven't got around to that yet, uh, I think that came out like five years ago. Uh, but it's good, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's got a lot of, uh, a lot of story, and, um, I liked that you could do it out of order, uh, which I immediately did, uh, which made, like, uh, gathering some of the, uh, there's a <clears throat> mini game in the, in the game, uh, which is like a card game, which is the real reason to play it, um. So Geralt is a witcher, you know, he's, he's really, he talks like, uh, an Eastern European, uh, Batman. Uh, he does a lot of, you know, monosyllable responses and grunting. And, uh, um, yeah. And I feel like he, the, the, the fake story is that he's, uh, trying to find Siri, which is this like a sort of adopted daughter of his that's got kind of crazy uncontrolled magical powers and she's being pursued by this um almost like this entity from another dimension so um you don't know where she is or what's up with her but you keep getting pieces of information throughout the game and you realize over time that she's been like teleporting sort of this uncontrolled way to get away from the other from the the scary thing jason uh, but meanwhile, Geralt, who starts off in, like, the swampy areas of the world, and eventually, um, you know, you can go to, like, the main city, and then there's these islands and stuff, and you can do them in a different order, which is what I did. Uh, uh, he can also uh, play this game within the game, which is, uh, uh, what is it called? Um, Gwent. And, uh, you know, he's, he's really, like, somebody who's trying to finance his... Uh, kind of like Magic Pro Tour, or, um, I don't know if you, if you know what Magic the Gathering is, or Hearthstone, or, um, or just any esport, you know, he's basically an esport athlete, and, uh, 
you know, he started off um, witchering, which is which is which is a very rare profession in that world. That's what he was trained as his birth. He's you know, it's it's very uh, um, it's very relatable in a lot of ways uh, because you know I essentially went through med school as a teenager, and um, he uh, that's what happened to him. You know, he was sort of um, trained in this one thing with no real other sense of options, but, um, he's older now and he, uh, you know, it's, it's like something he can rely on to make money. But, um, when he gets a chance, he goes, he goes back to the, trying to, trying to be a e-sport, e-sports, um, uh, professional, a top level professional. So, um, the thing is if you do the story kind of out of order, um, cause it's kind of like an open sandboxy thing. Uh, I think the islands are where you're supposed to end up at the end. Uh, so they have the harder quests and monsters and whatever. Uh, but that's, I got, I went there as soon as I could. Um, you can collect all of these really good cards. Um, and then when you go back and you do the rest of the game, it's, uh, it's a lot easier when you're uh, playing these, uh, card matches against, you know, you're playing against, a barkeep, uh, barkeepers and, uh, various wealthy people with nothing to do. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, eventually I was able to beat everybody in the game, within the game. That's all that really mattered, and I sort of quit it before the end, before, um, uh, I finalized the whole, um, story of, uh, killing the thing, chasing it, uh, and threatening series. so. Um, anyway, it's a good game. It's a good recommendation. Uh, at risk of burning through content too fast, I'm going to go ahead and also recommend uh, uh, this book I read. Um, I don't remember the name of it, so this is not going to go well, but uh, it, this book also has been around for a few years. Uh, it's, it's by Elon Musk. Um, if you type his name in, it's like the first book that gets recommended. And, um, you know, actually, I, I actually had a negative view of Elon Musk, to be honest. Um, uh, I thought, I always think he's kind of a hype man and he's, he's, uh, a bit of a con artist even. Uh, but I read this book and the book actually, uh, improved my impression of him. And, uh, essentially, if you don't know, he, uh, you know, he's known for Tesla and SpaceX, but he basically, uh, he moved to the Bay Area with his brother. And they never mentioned his brother in the mainstream media, but his, he did his first company with his brother and they basically did, um, like the yellow pages or something for the, for the internet in the mid nineties. And they eventually sold that, um, for, uh, I don't know, something like 13 million or something got off that. Uh, and then he did, he didn't actually start PayPal. He started a different company with that money. He was trying to put like a bank on the internet or something. And, uh, and meanwhile, like Peter Thiel and which other guy started, uh, PayPal, and they were competing against each other for a while. And then eventually they decided to like merge their companies. And basically PayPal had run out of money. I think this is what happened. And Elon Musk's company, which was called like X.com or something, um, was, uh, was losing in like every way he was losing in terms of users and market share. He was losing in terms of like his tech working. Uh, but 
uh, you know, they basically they could get uh, access to his capital and they could stop um, competing with each other and, and, and wasting a lot of resources. So, um, so that merger happened and he must be kind of a bullish nego- negotiator, which, which makes sense um, given his public image uh, because he got a pretty um, high level position in the company. I mean, I think he got a position on the board or something too. And um, Anyway, that has a long story to it, but eventually that went really well when they got bought out by eBay. And, uh, um, I mean, the counter argument to, so, I mean, you know, one could say, and then he, you know, he made like several hundred million dollars from that or something. And, uh, and then basically he just ended up investing all this money in essentially a couple of personal projects, SpaceX, Tesla, and, uh, um, and in fact, like the Solar City thing is is run by his uh, cousins, so they really don't emphasize how much uh, family he um, he was relying on. Um, when he was young, he was working in uh, San Francisco. He was um, his mom also moved into town, and it sounded like and his family, either his dad or his mom, were helping him out a lot financially too. So they kind of always edit those parts out because it removes the mystique of him but um you know that's that's probably a lot different than what a lot of people have to deal with in their in their lives so it's worth it's worth noting uh but anyway paypal uh the paypal stuff was cool uh you know because it has this whole um, story to it of, of of being ahead of its time trying to put payments on the internet but you can flip it or invert it and do you know and and realize that all these banks um, inter- internally did the same thing. You know, not not that um, uh, much later than, than when PayPal had done this. So, and then and then also the fact that uh, you know they kind of got uh, bought out by. Um, I mean, his first company I think was bought out by. Uh, um, I don't know Yahoo or something. I didn't know this. I guess a lot of people knew this. The Mark Cuban's company. Um, got bought out by uh, Yahoo or something, and it got bought out at the peak of a bubble, and then they never really used it. Uh, so it's one of those things where, you know, it's one of those things you don't want to uh, really draw too much attention to. Uh, but yeah, apparently he put radio on the internet, which is what the Russ Hanneman joke was in Silicon Valley. <laughs> which I I totally missed that missed that one. Anyway, um, yeah, it's a good book. Um, the the Tesla and SpaceX stuff is most of the book, and it's really sweaty. It's really, it's really grimy, uh, but um, it's admirable. Uh, you know, it's it's sort of. I think a lot of people move out there, including myself. Uh, I moved out in the Bay Area in my uh, early twenties. Uh, you know, looking for something like that to throw throw your guts into, and. Um, for myself, I ended up finding a lot of kind of, uh, I, I did my best to find something, you know, a couple of things to throw myself into, but at the end of the day, they were all kind of, uh, they're all kind of bullshitty, you know, um, in, in retrospect, I'm glad I didn't, I didn't stick around and have my name associated with that stuff. Uh, and, uh, I don't know, I, I, I might talk about it in the future. I don't really don't want to, cause I don't want to, you know, keep drawing the thread around my identity, but. We'll see. Podcast-wise, I don't know. 
this whole thing, as I keep saying, is an experiment. I just wanted to get a bunch out there, uh, feel it out, see how this goes. I'm not used to talking in this format. I'm not used to uh, really putting any sort of presence on the internet. Uh, not used to narrating about myself. Uh, so, uh, you know, that might not be a good format anyway. Maybe, maybe I should be uh, talking about other things or... Doing more viewer questions, that's that's good. So yeah, you guys just keep sending in those totally not made up questions and I will keep responding to them. And to do that, uh, you can go to the various social media pages, uh, T76Podcast um, on Facebook, on uh, Twitter, it's at T76Podcast, and Patreon, where we will set up a community at some point on uh, Discord and the like. And, uh, yeah, uh, and if you're into Parlor, that's a, another one um, you can tweet me at. And uh, I, will, uh, I will try not to call you a Nazi. <laughs> I don't know anything about Parlor. I just know it's, a, it's, it's, it's apparently more conservative. I signed up. I made an account recently, and uh, they recommended to me a bunch of, like, Republican uh, legislators and... Uh, um, yeah, so, anyway, um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't find Twitter any more comfortable, by the way, I mean, tw- that, that's annoying, too, um, the recommendations you get when you sign up, um, like, for instance, I'm not, like, a Kanye fan or whatever they do recommend to you when you sign up for Twitter, anyway, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, do those things, or not, um, Thank you for uh, listening. Uh, Thank you for not listening. Uh, Thank you, whatever you're doing. And uh, yeah, live from uh, 276, this is a serve on uh, Nick uh, podcast. Uh, Signing off. Before you answer, just know that I don't give a f***.